Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me for the third and final time, what, that doesn't even make sense, is no. my friend Tim. No, hell, final time? No. Are you kicking me off the show? Wait, no. Am I going to blend in among the people? No. Am I going to the future? No. Am I a normal human again? No. Am I the direct? Oh, there are so many. There's so many things that I could be doing right now, or maybe, I could just be, hang- or I could just be hanging about. Nothing's. Maybe different. this is your last time on the show, but maybe next season I'll change my mind and turn back time to bring you back. If I could turn back time, I would find a way to make sure that. The heat vision doesn't puncture any lungs. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, anyway. Tim, it is the season three finale of our beloved Supergirl. Can you freaking believe it? I can believe it, Frank, for I did just watch it and it was insert rating right here. Mm, Keeping it keeping it uh, mysterious. I like that. Yeah, no, I liked it. I was <laughs> I just I just like to, you know, just for that split second needed people to question. You want people to wonder. You want to keep them whether guessing. Whether I keep them guessing like a finale. What's what's in the box? Who's in the pod? Who's in the pod? We didn't really get a moment like I mean, we kind of got a moment like that at the end, but uh it was a um, different. Yes, maybe a little easier to decipher, perhaps. Yes. Yes, I would let's, I would agree with that. Let's let's talk about it here. Um, let's talk about it. Yeah, well, let's talk about it. I think for today, I think we should, because it's a special occasion, because of the finale, I say we we cast everything else aside and... Goodbye, uh, and friendship. <laughs> Goodbye, love. Oh, no, that's that's not what we're talking about. It's a little extreme. <laughs> right. um, I say that we, we put other things aside and, and get right into our uh, get right into our recap in a second here. What do you say? I say that is perfectly fine with me. All right, uh, cool. Let's let's do it. I'm I'm just gonna give a very quick plug for the Untitled Tech Podcast, which is my new show, um, where me and Brent talk about technology. We're not developers, but we're just enthusiasts. And I'm also gonna give a quick plug for Stark Expo Live because there are still tickets available. If you want to come hang out with us in Atlanta this September 1st and see live podcasting for charity um, with a bunch of our friends, so both of those things will be in the show notes. But super quick plug about that, and you have. Um, Academy Rewind uh, coming back uh, in July. I do. I do. A season three of Academy Rewind. We're doing the sevens, the decades, uh, 2017, 2007, 97, so on and so forth. We have some excellent movies coming your way. Such movies as La La Land, Moonlight, The English Patient, whatever movies came out in 2007 that I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember right now. <laughs> doesn't matter. Clearly it was a great year for the Academy Awards. I literally can't remember what I watched that year. Oh my goodness. Anyway, that's starting July 1st. Season three cool. is back. We had a bit of a hiatus and I guess we can all stock say like beer with geeks continues on as it always does because it's great. Cause it's beer with geeks. And you can of course check out Tolkien TV talk, which is about the, the new Amazon sh- series, about. uh, the Lord of the Rings centric series uh, that is an irregular uh, that is an irregular episode release right now because that shows not really premiering until 2020 2021 so we have some time so it's an it's an irregular release right now but if you've never read the Similarian and you are interested we have uh, recaps going on about that right now so here yeah. we go Frank's face says it all he has zero interest and he's never going to listen to those episodes because Frank doesn't like magic which means that Frank is really happy that this season's over because we're done <laughs> with Kryptonian magic a little bit a little yeah. Bit. yeah all right so let's get started Supergirl the finale the se- uh, season finale season three episode 23 entitled battles lost and won premiering on June 18th, 2018, directed by Jesse Warren, written by Robert L. Rovner and Jessica Keller. Uh, This is a dynamo team. We've seen them work together before. 
uh, particularly, especially the the writing team. They've written a lot of they've written a lot they've written a lot of very good episodes, and this one is no exception. We're going to pick up right where last episode left off, where there's devastation everywhere, there's earthquakes happening, and so on and so on, and so everybody's kind of running around saving people, and Allura is learning to use those Kryptonian powers pretty quickly. We do get a Superman mention, which I like. Um, James is running around. James is running around Catco, saving people. And the quick mention on the news that Superman is in currently saving Madagascar, which we know is kind of a central point of devastation for everything that's happening. So he kind of yeah. went right to the source, which I thought was good because we had we had I think it was last week we were like. All right, there's some, like, Argos Argos around, his aunt is still alive, there's, like, a lot happening, and he's not around for any of it, so right. I, I liked that. We were like, okay, there he is, he's over there. I just need that sometimes. You've I know. established he's in the universe, we've seen yes. him yes. a few times, so I just need to know he's around somewhere, which is I'm happy he- about. Me too. I mean, I've, I I felt like he was sort of conspicuously absent the last few weeks, and we made we poked fun a little bit uh, for him not being there. So, even though it's sort of the bare minimum to say like, oh, he's not here because he's saving someplace else. Like Madagascar is where the like epicenter on the other side of the world for this incident was. It makes sense that he'd be there. I, like he's like, oh, Kara's got you know got that side of things. I'll I'll go ha- handle the other side. Like it's a bare minimum explanation, but it's better than they've been doing. So I'm 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 into it. Well, I I mean, we know why he's not really there. I mean, actor schedules, well, yeah. you got to get him, you got to pay him, you got to do all these different things. But so. I, I demand a little bit of I, I'm, satisfaction. I'm a bit of, yeah, yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> I just uh, I just want a little bit of uh, handholding. Just, just pretend. Just, just humor me, guys. Sure. Well, I mean, this is, is, this is, this is, it actually reminded me of Man of Steel, where every, like, the terraforming was happening in metropolis and then it was um the indian ocean on the other side and he's like i'll do the indian ocean everybody else stay here that's it that was basically what happened but i'm fine with that he was saving people it's all good so alex is also running around doing some stuff she has a cool like electronic force shield thing uh, yes. which is which was, was pretty that cool wins shield or a different one it was a different one. i mean he did create that one but it's a different one than okay. he had originally created so that one two there you go uh jean goes to the kind of the the big crack the earthquake crack with his father and he's like give me all the memories i can take it i can do it and his father's <laughs> like no but I'll give you this one. That was pretty good, actually. That kind of sounded like him. There you go. I got you. I got you. And so um, he gives him like the the memory of the first Martian, uh, which is um, a lovely memory, receiving the sacred scrolls from Ramir, the a big giant floating head. So it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, but Martian. It was kind of like Wizard of Oz. It was almost mm-hmm. it was like it was like the Martian Ten Commandments. Exactly. Exactly. I give you these 15, these 10 commandments. Uh, <laughs> that was my history of the world part one reference part for the one, evening. Got it. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make another one. I probably won't because that's one of the only bits I remember. <laughs> so um, so it's great for Jean to kind of get that moment. And it's great for the audience to get it because out of all the memories that he was at, he was getting from his father, uh, in last week's episode, I was really like, I hope we get to see the beginning of Mars. And we did. So I'm actually glad that somebody else thought that way because I wanted to see that and I got to see it and I was happy mm-hmm. about it. Guardian, meanwhile, wants to save this kid and because uh, he's in a building and the mom is freaking out. So he removes his helmet to calm her down. And so he can kind of run in and save her son. And then guess what? He saves the son. But this is, But he has been talking about revealing his identity for a little while now so this was kind of a step for him you know a one another step in that direction because he saw the calming effect his face had on her as opposed to the the helmet where you can't tell who he is right. unless you know who he is then you can easily tell who he is correct 
Indeed. That is correct. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought it, it felt a little unnecessary for him to take off the helmet, but I guess I guess it made sense that he, you know, it's like, okay, it's humanizing, and it's like, Here, I trust this person more now that I see their face. Here's the thing. Two things on that. One, everything James does is unnecessary. Two, <laughs> oh. no. No, just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a, I'm a James defender, as you know, sort you of. Are. Um, You're a guardian so, defender. I'm a guardian. <laughs> Ting. No, I think, yes, it might have been unnecessary. Like, he could have just run in without calming her down. Right. But, I, but his example is Superman. Yes, that's right. And, and to which, and then into that part, it's also Kara, because, like, as Superman, like, he's friends with Superman and Clark, but Kara is also the bigger inspiration. And so they're going to take, the, the super family is going to take the time to make everybody feel better, not just saving lives, but also making people feel better. And that, and that is the, because he's already processing, like I'll take off my helmet. It's not a big leap for him to then do it. If he had never talked about revealing his identity, then it would feel like an awkward leap, but he's already thinking this way. He's already on this road. So it's an, this is more natural step for him. So I, I liked it. That's the way I thought about it. All right. I'll buy that. All right, cool. Cool. That'll be $5, please. Damn it. <laughs> I have Venmo. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of bells tonight. All Uh-oh. right. We're rocking and rolling. All right. Even so, wings. yeah. Um, well, I had some Red Bulls, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, I'm just going to see how many I can get. Anyway, Imra is back, baby, and she's uh, she is stopping that tidal wave with her telekinesis, which was a really good special effect. That water was really good, yeah. right? Am I right? It looked good. Yeah, you are. Supergirl and Allura freeze that tidal wave, baby, and uh, and then Brainiac 5 blows it apart. But not before Supergirl gives us the last Star Wars reference of the season to which she says, you're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home in her worst Harrison Ford impression. It was great, though. It was great. And but I did like his I assume that's a film reference. And we haven't shown you Star Wars, not a single Star Wars, Star (laughs) Wars, which it didn't strike me as that they were like any they were kind of hanging out with the legion that way yeah i know i know it always felt like more like a work relationship like yes okay we did some work we saved part of the universe and now we'll go home to our families and you can go back to your pod yeah that's it didn't ring true so it was more surprising that she was surprised that yeah they had yeah but it's okay we'll have plenty of time for that next season that's right plenty of time uh Marin, meanwhile, will always be with Jean. Oh. It's very, you know, he is going to be at peace and he wants him to always be happy. Um, and Jean is very distraught about all of this, but his father does his best to calm him down and then phases down into the core to stop the quakes, which he does. It doesn't just stop the quakes. He actually moves the tectonic plates back to where they were. So there are no more cracks in the ground. It's amazing. It's an amazing talent he has for that. Well, he was an amazing person. R.I.P. R.I.P. Indeed. Rip in peace. Rip in peace. Indeed. So, um, just like the ground was ripped. Is that what you're going with? So, um, everybody's sure. applauding the heroes. <laughs> Yay. We're just, we love all of them. Yay. Hooray. Correct me, if, correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't more members of the Legion supposed to show up in this episode? I don't know what I could what, have sworn more members of the Legion were supposed to show up in based on photos, based on things we had read, based on fo- based on photos and things we had read. Oh, I I could have sworn more members were showing up, but maybe maybe I was. Maybe I was full of. Uh, I full don't of remember people. that, to be perfectly honest with you. So I, I maybe I dreamed it. Doesn't matter. Maybe we'll get. We'll probably get more. Maybe hope so. Nah. Oh, we'll definitely get more. But anyway, that all happened. Everybody applauds the heroes, 
And then the girls come and comfort John. And by the girls, I mean Alex and, and Kara, because they're kind of like his girls, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah, you know. Oh, I was reading um, Justice League number one by Scott Snyder that that DC DC Comics just released, and yes. they mentioned John's children, uh, one of his children, and one of them's name is Kim, and it's K apostrophe H Y M M or something like that. Nice. Is that <clears throat> was that name invented by the show? I don't know. That's what I I haven't looked. I should look. I'm terrible comics fan but either way i'm glad that it's there because it's kim and tanya and i remember going back all the way to season one remember we were like what strange names yeah 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 my name's jean and this is my kid tanya you know it's just (laughs) they didn't they didn't feel like they go together not enough apostrophes but i was glad to see kim written out that way yeah that is cool so it was it was cool either way um everybody's there to comfort jean and the Legion had came back because that beacon that didn't work had a failsafe emergency beacon. So when mm-hmm. it doesn't work, it sends an emergency signal anyway. So you don't get the reason why the beacon is being heralded, but at least you know that it's there, which is fun. So Sam is back in the Dark Valley, and her mom is there, or her stepmom is there, I should say. Right. And the witches are all searching for her, and Coville is still alive from the attack. So much is happening. Turns and out. It, turns out. And the witches are just completely oblivious to the fact that he's there, even though they have super hearing. Just like, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. They're really good at using some powers as soon as they get here. Like the heat vision, they mastered that one right away. Mm-hmm. Hearing, not so much. Nope. Hearing's tough, man. As, it, as I know, it's very selective. You know, you just don't know what you're going to hear. What? Exactly. Who? Huh? Yeah. I'll give you one more. Why is Gamora? No. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yes. Imra realizes that her marriage to Monel is not what it should have been. They're time apart while he's been back on Earth. And she's like, wow, I actually should have told you about this mission. And I should have trusted you. And... I guess since we've had this one marital problem, we should probably get a That's divorce. It. Pack it up, kid. It's That's over. Pack it up. That's where we've ended up in 31st century. You have one problem, <laughs> and marriage is dissolved. First sign of trouble. Uh, you know what? I didn't feel like I could tell you the truth about this, so I guess we're divorced now. Goodbye. Yeah, I feel like they didn't have to be married for this whole relationship to like they could have just been a regular couple and it wouldn't feel weird that they then it wouldn't feel weird that they like had the spat hugged it out and realized they weren't right for one another like it it was you know what i mean like yep they just uh, the the reason they had them be married was so that it would be like too much of an obstacle for her and for Kara and Monel to get back together, like that—that's the reason they chose to have them be married, right? Clearly, and then they realized that maybe that wasn't the best end game, so they were like, "Well, we can undo it, right?" Yeah, I mean, well, she, she's, she was really the one that was kind of like, "You figure it out, follow your heart." I'm yeah. totally cool with that, which also should kind of lead you to be like, "Well, maybe she's not into it the same way either." Clearly. But, you know, people change. How about they were married a long time, what, seven years, I think, something like that. So something like that. He was, well, he, he was, he was living was, in the 31st century for seven years. Oh, so, so they weren't married for seven years. But so let's say f- somewhere between. Yeah, let's say like most of that time. Most of that time they were married. So, OK, so it's fine. But you know what? They were good partners. Hug it out. All right. <laughs> marriage over. So amicable. So great. So, so idealistic for the 31st century, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, so much. Well, I mean, like, I mean, that's a thousand years in the future. Look where marriage was a thousand years ago. That's true. Actually, so, like, look how different it is. So who are we to judge? It's the future. Whatever. Sam finds the fountain inside the dark valley, but she's not sure what side to drink from. One side will kill her, and one side will not. What will she do? Well, I'll tell you what she'll do. mm -hmm. She'll trust her mom. Her mom, who's all like... Remember me? I'm the woman who didn't think there was anything weird about you, even though you drew those weird symbols on the wall. Anyway, drink this water. Exactly. I know what I'm talking about. Exactly. She doesn't know what she's talking about, but she knows what she's talking about. She's trying really hard to convince her of her repentance, which before she died a couple episodes ago, she was trying to do the same thing to Rain. She was like 
really sorrowful. So she gets to try the same thing again, but but with Sam, the person that she actually can reach and talk to. And so Sam ultimately trusts her mom and she chooses wisely. Hmm. Yep, she does not turn into a skeleton man and then explode into dust. Indeed. I wasn't sure whether to trust her mom, but I I was glad she chose wisely. I wasn't either, but I thought she was, if she wasn't, I wasn't sure if she was real or not. I thought if she's real, trust her, because she's had this repentance already, but I thought she was like a wraith. I thought she was just a manifestation of the of the place. But um but she chose but she chose the right one, which was on the right side. It's yes. so obvious. Like why would you go for the left side? Always That's go for the right good. side. Uh, my one thing was, you know, even if she, I, I was thinking like she's telling her things that only her mom could know, but at the same time this could all be something she's imagining. It's all in her head. I thought so, that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's no way of knowing for sure whether this is really her mom or not. I was right. I was glad that it was. Here's this lullaby, but if it's all part of her subconscious, her subconscious yeah. would know if she that. Has, if she has a memory of the lullaby, then it doesn't help. I completely agree. Some inception level right. detectiving going on right now. Brainiac 5 needs to talk to Monel and Wynn immediately together. And it turns out the Legion needs both of them in the future because killing Pestilence saved the future. But it also very interestingly saved the evil one, otherwise known as... The first Brainiac, Brainiac One, Brainiac the Evil One, you know, so original on and so recipe. Original recipe Brainiac currently being seen on Sci Fi's Krypton. <laughs> right. Indeed, which you can listen to back on Starkville's House of El Krypton, co hosted by Frank and not Tim. I just watched the show. And occasionally listen. And Actually occasionally make voice appearances. Indeed. Do I? Really? Yeah. Cue on- the music! Oh my, oh my god, I forgot I did that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, good times. I'm there too. Yeah, uh, sometimes. Fantastic. Anyway, Brainiac 1, uh, which is a big Superman villain. Interesting that they didn't just kind of name him. Is that... Yeah, it, yeah, it is kind of interesting, isn't it? It's almost like, were they not allowed to? <laughs> I guess not, but I mean, like they call him Brainiac Five, so I, I don't know. But I get maybe that maybe they're not. Either way, we all know who he is. He's the you know the first one. You know, yeah. this Brainiac One, I guess, died in the future with when Pestilence was running amok. But now that Pestilence isn't around, Brainiac One is still alive. He's basically immortal and allowed to like go and do all these terrible things. And so he made a plague to wipe out all other AIs except for himself, which means that Brainiac 5 cannot return to the future without dying, and he needs to stay in the present until this problem is solved. Convenient. Convenient, yes. And so Brainiac 5 wants Monel and Wynn to return to the future to save all the AIs so then Brainiac 5 can go home. And it turns out that that little rendering, box and line rendering that Wynn drew that I thought looked like Batman last episode... <laughs> That, you know, his little shield is kind of the foundation for all future technology. And so Wynn is basically the architect of the future. And so Brainiac 5 kind of chooses him, you know, conveniently or serendipitously to take his place in the future, which I don't remember if I said on. Was it released? It was released between these episodes that Jeremy Jordan was going to become a recurring star and not a not a reg- season regular right yeah that's right it, we we it hadn't come out yet for last week's uh, episode so we couldn't talk about it but yeah he's being bumped down to a recurring guest star rather than a season regular and jesse rath is being bumped up to a season regular so brainiac five will be around nearly every week and uh uh win will be around just a couple times uh out of the out of the season handful of times probably that's right now Jeremy Jordan has said in the past that he uh, he missed being on stage, and so when he when it, when the news hit that he was going down to a recurring, I imagine this as his choice. That yes, I, he, I imagine yes he, that he wasn't he wasn't getting to stretch all the acting muscles he wanted to, particularly since he's a stage actor and there's a, a different kind of thrill to that. And he just wasn't doing the work that he really 
was being called to do. And so he's opting down not to leave because he likes it, you know, but he's just because if he hated it, he wouldn't be a recurring guest star. He just right. He, he just wants to go and do other ventures, which is totally fine because I love Win, and you know I love Win. Mm-hmm. But his story, this is actually some of the biggest progression of story for this character that he's had outside of his episodes about his parents. You know, like he doesn't have big arcs, and so this kind of allows him to grow as a character. So even though he won't be around, I'm glad for the character that it gets to go somewhere. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm 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 glad for that. I will miss having him around. Um but uh but yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So there we are. There we are on that. How do you feel about Brainiac Five being around every week? TBD. I haven't been, you know, like I haven't loved him as a character so much. So like, TBD. Mm. We we shall see. I think he'll. I mean, he'll certainly grow as a character. I think as the season, as next season goes on, we didn't see tons of him this season. I mean, he's certainly not win. It's a different type of. It's a different type right. of character. They're not just smart guys slap a different name on call it a day. Uh, right. But I'm. He's a little more deceitful. Doesn't get human interaction the same way. So I'll be. I'm interested, but he's also a fighter. Like, well, not really, but like he can, you know, because he's part of the Legion. So be curious it's, if it's more time in the field as opposed to guy in the chair. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I'm sort of withholding judgment for the moment because I feel like th- there will be some changes to his character necessarily like just because if he's going to be there every week there, there will be some some change we'll see some growth in him so he may grow on me but as of right now i'm sort of like oh that seems like sort of trading down because i like win so much mm. um but we weren't getting a ton of win anyway no, so we weren't. you know especially this past season so it's sort of like okay it's that's not much of a change um yeah i'm sad to see him go more than anything um but um but we, I, I look forward to seeing Brainiac 5 uh, and hoping he impresses me. I think it's interesting that he will have knowledge of the future, but won't really be able to work on that because that might change the course of the future. That's true. So that that might be an, a writing leap to overcome. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. Um, so anyway, so witches are summoning Rain back from the core, and they're just going to restart the cauldron. She's Rain's like, I got caught down there, but I made it back because I'm Rain. What of it? And they were like, cool, let's do this all over again because it didn't <laughs> work the first time. So, And this is the only plan we have, so let's just do it again. Lena and Alex have a convo, a convo about having kids, and Lena says to Alex, people like you and me do what it takes to get what we want which is such a Luther statement. I can't even tell you. Yeah, really? Like, geez, Lena, just calm down just a little bit. Um, and But Alex will figure out how to do what she, like, how to do what she wants to do and get what she wants, And which, which does kind of come to pass. We'll see. As that goes on, Wynn tells James about going to the future, and Wynn wants to go... But he doesn't want to leave his surrogate family. I mean, he made a shrine out of the future dirt. So I know. I love that. Yeah. So like, I forgot this about is, that, to be honest, even though it wasn't that long ago. I've got a job debt. I've got a job debt. <laughs> Pirates. I, I two. Yeah, okay. Pirates two. Yeah. Anyway. Sounds vaguely familiar. Actually, I think that's the only one of those movies I actually saw. So really, you didn't see the other ones? Ah, magic. Of course, you didn't see them. Yeah, doesn't shock me. What am I saying? Um, so Wynn tells James all this, and James is like, hmm, wow, that's crazy. So I want to unmask in front of all these people, and Wynn's <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. We're just not going to solve my problem. It's fine. That's fine. But it's good Thanks, that they buddy. both, both kind of get what they want to say out there. Um, Meanwhile, Jean's craft sends a distress signal because Colville's like, I'm alive still. I'm going to push this button and send a distress <laughs> signal. I'm going to push this button. 
Yeah, I hope it works. I don't know why he's from a different region now, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't think he said a single word this whole episode. He did not. Well, he's injured, you know, so. Uh, yes. And if he speaks, they'll hear him. So. Sure. You know. We'll go know. with that. It's all good. Kara, after they say, like, oh, there's the ship. We could just go there and get everybody. Cool problem solved. And Kara's like, I won't kill. Even if Sam is not connected to Rain anymore, it's still killing. And Allura's like, you should kill her anyway. And John's like, I agree. You should kill her. And Kara's like, oh, fine. Whatever. I'll kill her. But it, to me, this version of Rain that exists now is not a real person. She's just a magic manifestation. She's not, you know what I mean? Like, she's not part of Sam. She's not a human. She's not a Kryptonian. She's not anything. She's just, she's just a like a combobulation of magic. So well, I don't know what the holdup is the same way. So it's a little different than that, though, because we saw in last week's episode that, um, I think it was last week, that they're, they're still linked. Like, there is still, as Rain gets stronger, Sam gets weaker, and vice versa. So there is still, a, 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 like, a mental uh, psychic link of some kind between the two of them. So one of them needs to, you know, that's the whole thing, is one of them needs to die. One of them needs to go if the other one is to live. Um, because Just as, like as, Harry Potter and Voldemort. Just like that. As one gets weaker, the other gets stronger. And they cannot both coexist. Mm-hmm. So, so they're not in the same body anymore, sure. but they're still mentally linked. So she's not just like a manifestation or just like a, you know, hologram or a, a, a ghost or something. She's she's real, and she needs Sam to be gone for her to be able to live. So it's it's important that uh, that does not happen. All right, you sold me. You sold me on it. You hear me? You sold me on it. No, but really, that that makes a good point. I didn't think of that. So great. So. Um, Sam's mom sings that lullaby and Sam's like oh my god I realized slash remember it's you my mom yeah. and that is a battle won Frank mm. because there's some battles lost and won and this is a battle won Indeed. check that one off exactly so Sam wakes up in the DEO and she's kind of floating there and like boom she's super and she's like I've got this and then speeds off to the sanctuary and the super team shows up, and they're like, we're here to stop you. And then everyone does some kung fu fighting. And then the and then uh, we get some kryptonite handcuffs to subdue the witches. And they're like, what magic is this? And that's funny, because they're witches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then... I think you said, what devilry is this? Yeah, and now I just... Uh, what devilry is this? She's a witch! Two and things it, you can count on with all Kryptonians. Number one... They will learn how to use their powers faster than Superman or Supergirl. They'll just mm. land and suddenly be able to use their heat vision and know how to use it. That's number one. Number two is they'll be like, what's this? Whenever they see kryptonite. That will always happen. That is that is a good point. That always does happen. Always. The only... the Actually, the only one that I think... The only media venue that does a good job at that is man of steel because in every scene the crypto the other kryptonians they go like there's always a figuring out stage or they're like still wearing their respirators so that you know like they can't quite get there yet and then when zod finally gets there at the, like practically the end of the film he's like i have been trained and genetically modified my whole life to know how to use my body and even then he still kind of struggles so i feel like that's actually the the only time someone actually was like wow okay they wouldn't just like burn a snake and be like well i figured it out i know how to do it yeah, yeah 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 that is not a euphemism that is superman 2 just fyi it was the 35th anniversary of superman 3 very recently did you know that oh that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah, the math, it adds yeah. up. Yeah. That means it's also the 35th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, it is. Nice. That's better. It's actually better. A lot better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Supergirl and Rain uh, are fighting in the sky and they end up crashing into the Legion ship. And Imra's like, I can't hold the force field. And I'm like, why doesn't the Legion ship have a force field that doesn't rely on her telekinesis? Like, that doesn't make sense to That's me. That's not a good plan. 
No, that's a that's a terrible plan. I that is half a plan. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, at best, at best. So Rain has Supergirl in a headlock, and uh, and then she snaps her neck. No, wait, no, wrong, wrong. Super <laughs> venue got close and, though. Mm-hmm. And so Sam shows up, and she stabs Rain in the back, and she's like, ah, all this red's pouring out, and she's like, oh, no. And then Rain goes to attack Sam, and she hits her, and she flies backwards, and then Supergirl hits Rain into the cauldron core, and the heat vision is just going wild, and it takes out Sam, Alora, and Monel, who jumped in front of Jean to save his life, and then they're all dead. It did. It did. So as we predicted, in a way, from a certain point of view, as we predicted... Monel uh, Return of the Jedi reference. I see what you mm-hmm. did there. Thirty-five years later, there it is. Monel did did die saving somebody. We th- yes, you know, he did. We thought that might happen. It sort it happened. It happened. He it happened. he definitely died. I mean, he made that choice. You know, mm-hmm. he made that sacrifice. Yes, he did. Yeah, it was it was a good sacrifice. He did it. He did it. And so Jean. He's upset, and he's like, I came in fighting like a manhunter. I learned nothing from my father. Uh, and Supergirl's like, I came in ready to kill because I gave up on my morals and stuff, and I lost track of what I stand for and what I've done. And so I'm going to take this Haru now, and I'm going to steal mon Legion ring, and I'm going to go back in time. If I could turn back time, do you think this is convenient? That she can turn back time. I'm just glad she didn't fly around the Earth uh, so fast and spit it back on its axis. Me too. Me too. So she, it is. It, it feels very convenient. This. It's going very back in convenient. Time. It's super convenient. That's the, the, the only, only thing is, it's a little weak. Cause it's very convenient. The only thing about it that I think. The only thing about it that I think you. That makes it okay is that they didn't necessarily write themselves into a corner. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, they they very deliberately, like, had Rain kill all these people in front of them, in front of Kara and Jean, so then they can um, have Kara go back in time and see all those visions of, like, standing for hope and everything like that, because this whole season... She's been playing with this concept of do I kill or not kill, blah, blah, blah. Not the whole season, but a good chunk of the season. Sure. It's been a question that's been lingering. That's right. And so she needed this. She needed this moment to be like, okay, I killed her by putting her in the core and terrible things happened anyway. So I need to go back and do things the way that I've always like do the things the right way because right always wins. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's definitely true. I definitely, ha- I'm a little uncomfortable with the turning back time. Um, only cause it feels like that is, mm, I don't know. That's, you know, that's always sort of a, a risky move turning back time. You, you're, you're always, you're always risking that you're going to make things worse. So that was a that was a, that was a big risk sheet that they had her take there. That's and true. Th- though she goes back a minute, it's not like a it's not like a flash thing where yeah, she creates yeah. a flashpoint or anything like that. It's a it's a very minuscule it's a it's a minuscule time jump. But I think it's from a writing point. It's just there for her to learn the lesson. Yes, it, because it could have. They could have written it where Sam comes in and Kara's like, no, we do it this way. You know what I mean? Like, they could just a few sentences here and then a quick choreography change over here. And then we still get to the same spot. But it's important that Kara leaves the DEO going, okay, I'm going to kill her. Mm -hmm. And then it winds up going, you know what? No, that's still not the right thing to do. It's important that she makes a mistake that she realizes she needs to correct. That's right. And the, the mistake the mistake being be true to yourself, which is also really the lesson of this whole episode as we'll get into across down the board where everybody kinds of end up this be true to yourself kind of thing. So, yep. and that would say this, uh, go before going back in time, that is a battle lost, if mm-hmm. you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. I agree. Okay. So, so they go back. So she goes back in time um, with the Legion ring to get to the fountain. And uh, so it goes back to with, Rain has Supergirl in a headlock, 
And then Supergirl, Sam, and Rain all end up in the Dark Valley where it's Sam and Sam alone that fights Rain and then makes her drink from the makes her drink from the wrong side of the fountain. Very uh Hamlet and Uncle Claudius. Mm. Drink it. Drink the poison. Mm. Drink it. From hell's heart, I stab at thee. No, that's Moby Dick. Just kidding. Um, it's also Wrath of Khan. I was, or it's Wrath of Khan. It's Moby Dick first. But uh, yes. Well, yes. Yeah, but who did it better? Moby Dick probably <laughs> did it better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One's an important piece of literature. And the other one is Moby Dick. And the, <laughs> and got him. <laughs> Herman Melville's coming for you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so she makes her from the wrong side, and so the the wraiths kind of show up, and then grab her, and then pull her into the fountain. You know, very. There's a there's a lot of things that I've seen in cinema or TV that this reminded me of. Mm-hmm, I'm having a mm-hmm, problem mm-hmm. thinking of one right now. The haunting, there. That okay, must be it. Give me another one. Um, dark side getting stuck in the for- in the source wall. In the Superman, Batman, oh. Apocalypse. Hey, that's a that, good one. That Supergirl, the first introduction of Supergirl in the modern, uh, or the almost modern, the previous version of the DCU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm blanking on any other specifics. That's okay, I, g- I gave you two. That's plenty. You did. You, you, you did a lifting for both of us. Thank you. You're you. so welcome. So. Um, Sam and Supergirl return. Everyone is alive. Woohoo. Supergirl. Uh, Supergirl, question mark, allowed Rain to die, but didn't do the deed herself. This is the, I don't, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. you. This yeah. is the really thin line of super heroics where like, I don't have to save you from dying, but I didn't kill you myself. So I don't know how I guess it's okay, question mark? What do you think? I mean, it's more okay than actually throwing her into a cauldron that kills her. Um, yeah, uh, it's a it's a pretty... You know what, here's the thing. It's a pretty s- standard, straightforward, like, Superman family uh, solution to the problem. So, it works. I'm going to depower you and throw you off this ice cliff. That's well, not really killing you. It wasn't maybe throwing her off a cliff exactly. at the end. No, but I was talking at the end of Superman two. Superman yes. depowers Zod and then yes. pushes basically pushes him off the side of a cliff where he falls to his death. I don't Presumably. have to kill you. No, he yes. huh? Did he come back in Superman three and four? He did not. Dead. Uh, there was no Superman Dead. three and four. I don't know what you're talking about. They went right to Superman Returns twenty years no, later. Uh, uh, they, we just talked about the thirty fifth anniversary of Superman. Uh, of Superman three, you can't do you can't do that. I can turn back time and make that conversation not happen. Ah, that's true. I'm gonna save it on my end and release it specially. <laughs> Just this 25 second clip of us talking about Superman three. That's true. You have the passwords to everything. You can do that. I can do that. I won't though. I'm lazy. It's, it's <laughs> the summer. I have power, but I'm lazy. Indeed, the best kind of god. I. <laughs> I have power. Lazy I'm, gods. I'm too bored. Anyway, you've so you've heard of the the new gods. Now it's the lazy gods. It's just a lot of Dionysus. Like, eh, just do what you want. I don't, I don't care. Want. I'm just gonna do what you want. I'm gonna eat some grapes. <laughs> Monel, meanwhile, uh, is talking to Kara, and he's like, "Hey, you saved everyone again because it's what you do. You're like that Greek myth, um, you know, you know Persephone and stuff, and." Uh, and she's like, actually, that's not a great comparison. And he's mm. like, ah, you're better than the myth. I actually liked this conversation, even though it felt a little forced. Um, yeah. But I liked it because superheroes are kind of our modern myths, right? Yes. And so that's kind of what he was going for here, or what the writers were going for. So I liked it. Plus, we got. Plus, we know Mono likes Greek mythology. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's one of the things he picked up on. Learning about Earth culture, you can't just see him with like a kid's book of Greek mythology, being like, yeah, this is fun. Look at all the pictures. <laughs> Baby's first Greek mythology. It's out there, man. It's out there. It's there. Um, the Supergirl realizes that while fighting the witches, that Argo isn't really her home anymore. Mm. Earth is her home. 
because balancing the car's Supergirl dynamic is who she actually is, being the hero and being the regular person. It's not about leaving everything behind. It's just be true to yourself. And her true self are these two halves that make a whole. Monel also realizes that while the present is great, it is not for him. Right. It is he has he cannot abandon the Legion and he cannot abandon the world that he swore to protect a thousand years in the future. And while that's difficult for the both of them, they both know that they have to be true to who they are. And even though that's hard, that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So Kara understands and he understands because he's really grown up to be a person of honor and dignity. And that's who she already is. But before he takes off he gives her a legion ring just in case if she ever needs him slash now she has a legion ring which is fun that's right ruby really appreciates auntie alex and auntie lena because she helped cuz they helped save everybody and they helped ruby learn true things about herself and awesomeness and all this stuff Sam's blood test comes back totally normal. No Kryptonian, no nothing. She's just a human again. Oh, she's human again (laughs) with her daughter whose name is Ruby. (laughs) She'll be working at Elcor, only just at Elcor, until her contract expires, you'll see. (laughs) Anyway, do you think she's coming back? Yes. You think so? Yes. I'm gonna check I'm gonna check the news right now and be like, Oh Dad Annabelle not returning for season four of Supergirl. Uh Please. yeah, I haven't seen anything actually, so I I, I decided I decided to <laughs> to take a, a stab in the dark. I think she will. Um even if just for like a few small appearances, I I think we'll see her again. I don't think she's totally done. I hope so, because even with even without the um, Rain part of her, she's an interesting character. Yeah. Where she at least lends a good dynamic to everybody. Right. Agreed. So I I will be looking forward to seeing more of her if that's true. I hope there's more. We'll we'll see. We'll see, won't we? We sure will. Sure will. All right. So, meanwhile, Wynn decides to go to the future because he's been looking for his calling, so his calling is to save the future. James can't keep waiting on the world to change. Waiting, waiting on the world change. Keep on waiting. Waiting. Waiting on the world change. So, where's Wynn's going to save the future? James's future is now. And that's mm. that's important. So he's going to do some some unmasking of his own. Being true to themselves. Keep going. This uh this episode should have been entitled True to Your Heart. Mm. And the, yeah, and the credit the, the credit should have rolled the Stevie Wonder 98 degrees song True to Your Heart. <laughs> do you remember that song? True to your heart. You must be true to your heart. That's where the heavens will part. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not really, no. I think it was at the end of Mulan. Uh, okay. Got to look it up. Good song. It's actually it actually is a good song. Alex, for people who listen to this podcast for Tim singing, you're getting uh getting your money's worth this week. Oh my goodness, and I am I am so pollinated right now. Oh, it's not yeah, my my allergies I, are kicking up too actually. I could barely breathe and talk, so we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> we're almost there. Alex Interrupts Jean's meditation without even saying sorry. She just barges right in, just like a kid, just like, I have "Oh, hey, I have to something say. to talk. I have something to say, but I'm not going to ask you how you are at all." Like, oh my god, oh Jace, what are you doing here? Kids what these are days, you Marie. doing? Indeed, indeed, kids these days, no respect. So Alex is afraid that if she doesn't move on this feeling of wanting to be a mother in this starting this new life she never will so she decides to resign from the deo mm-hmm. and jean is like not so fast you can't resign from being a hero because that's what you are no matter what you're doing and so instead i'm going to promote you 
And Jean is stepping down from the DEO and the directorship to, quote, be among the people as his father was. You know, he needs to learn about Earth as it's his new home because he's really has left Mars completely behind now. He's got his father back and now he's gone. So he really needs to go off and be with everybody and not hiding behind the walls of the DEO as, as he's been doing for so long. So he's leaving Alex in charge and she is now the director of the DEO. And he says that he is not leaving her which means that i assume that david harewood is not leaving the show he's just not part of the deo anymore at least for the time being i um, personally hope that means we get to see more of him as martian manhunter and me more, too like crime fighting and more like you know fighting threats alongside supergirl um as a result of this but it's a really elegant solution to the problem she, uh, alex wants the ability to have her career and still be a mom without having to worry about putting her child in danger or not coming home or whatever. Um, so this gives her that luxury. She can be a little more hands-off and a little more of, let's just have to be in the field as much, like he said. Um, and yet she can have a very fulfilling career and be a mother. Mm -hmm. uh, just after she got that new tactical suit and everything. Yeah, she can still wear yeah. the suit. I mean, listen... Alex Danvers likes guns a little bit too much to not to not get involved somewhat, you know? Ah, but Jean said they were taking away all the guns. So what Jean did is say, we're changing everything. Take away the guns. All right, bye. Here you go, Alex. Mm, true, like, true. He, so it, she's it's it's she's not just the director of the DEO. Now she's like she really has to take it in a brand new direction because that's the groundwork that Jean laid for her. So she's got a lot of work ahead of her. That's true. Yeah, but, she's got she's got some big work to do. Right. And so but he says to her, which is really important, he says you don't have to deny any part of yourself to be complete. Right. Which is a which is it seems so obvious when you put it like that, like because to be complete, you need all the parts. So you shouldn't deny any part of yourself to be complete. So that's why I've decided to leave this show and become a Broadway producer. Oh, boy. No, I'm just kidding. I've already done that. Goodbye. There's a goodbye send off for there's a goodbye send off for Win. There's so much hugging and all this stuff. Meanwhile, while that's happening, Allura is, is proud of Kara and that she stuck to her ideals and her values and blah blah blah, and she'll miss her. And she's bringing back the witches to Argo for trial, a just so, and fair trial, and to which they will be put to death, hanging for being a witch. Mm. Indeed. Uh, and Lena provides some synthetic coronel and a recipe to make more. And uh, and Allura's like, I'm so glad that there'll be none left on Earth. And then the side eye that Lena gives is amazing. So <laughs> like, subtle as a brick. Oh, my coronel. God. It just was nice. Nice. You can ding for that. I don't have a bell, but you can, thank you. You can do it yourself. I was not surprised at like that last scene with Lena because of... yeah. That side eye, like, I feel like I didn't even need that last right, scene because right. she was so obvious. Anyway, we go can back we, to the... Can we talk yes. about that going away party? Um, yes, I'm going back to it right now. Oh, yeah. great, great. Because yeah, it's, it's, the see, it just was cut in a way that everyone's like, yay, win. And then it goes to alert. Then it goes back to all the goodbyes for win. Yes, it does. It it was... Um, it felt like it was, you know, an actual goodbye party for him. You know, it felt a little bit like it was the actors saying goodbye to Jeremy Jordan a little bit. Even though he's not going away completely, he won't be there week to week anymore. So it, it felt slightly like it was, you know, there was some sincerity to it. And there was a nice moment between him and Kara where she's like, you're the first person I told I was Supergirl. You made my suit. You did, you know, you did all this stuff for me. Um, that was a nice moment, hearkening back to the pilot. No, I agree. I think there's actually, so that we get goodbyes from the four main characters and they actually, everything, they're very short, but everything that's said really encapsulates their relationship. So, you know, Jean wishes him good luck and everything like that. And, you know, kind of not necessarily stoic, but in that kind of like there's a, a professional wall yeah. between between us. But then but then when breaks down and says, you know, I'll miss you too, Papa Bear, you know, because that's the that's the way that he approached Jean. And then James does the Superman James secret handshake. And he's like, don't tell Clark I told you that because mm -hmm. it's, you know, Jay, uh, it's, you know, Wynn's big thing, like being part of the Superman world and like, you know, being a fan of Superman himself. So then so to be in on that kind of secret shows their kind of friendship If James right. and 
Superman, who are so close, have the secret handshake, and now that Win and James share the same handshake, that's 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 very em- emotionally wrought. Um, Alex and Win have no words for one another, which is almost the opposite of their relationship, which I think was hilarious, you know, because they're, you know, in- not antagonistic, but you know, like a brother sister kind of riff kind of deal. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, and so no time for that. Just just um goodbyes. And then Kara's, as you said, you know, he's been there since the beginning. He has been there since the pilot, as he was, always knowing her secret, always mm-hmm. helping her out. It it kind of reminded me of like Dorothy saying goodbye to the scarecrow. Where it's like, I had oh, that very same thought. I'm gonna miss you most of most all. Most of all. Like, oh thanks, Dorothy. We just didn't help like help you stop the witch or whatever. It's whatever. Wow. Just because you happened to meet him first, like it's fine. Whatever. That was what that was really weird, made. right in front of the other guys. They're just like, like what it's are we so over? weird, right? Like you're making the Tin Man's heart break even more. <laughs> oh. oh, crazy! Now, now, Lion's not going to have any courage when he talks to women. You know, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, when freaking out over the Legion ship after he says goodbye, which is really funny. He's like, yeah, no, 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 and uh, he's obviously going with Monel, and that was kind of. You know, the last time we see them. And then Lena and James are kind of sharing a drink drink quietly with one another. And James gets a comment from from some newspaper. And he's like, yeah, I got a comment. I'm the Guardian. I am Iron Man. And then they were like, who? What I thought and was weird. Directed by John Favreau. What I think was weird is that he owns a media company and he gives the quote to somebody else to break the exclusive. So that's what I, you know, I didn't pay attention to like whatever the logo on the TV, uh, the news channel was, but like, was that one of his reporters calling him like, like a cat co reporter calling him? I don't know. I hope so because otherwise like worst publisher ever. And like he comes from that world. So like he knows Right. It's not like that's his job. It's always been. Uh, yeah. James. Jeez. Anyway, uh, Jean dons his fedora and disappears into the crowd, um, which kind of reminded me of Justice League Unlimited. If you recall, Jean Jones bef- at the end of season four actually disappears. He leaves the Justice League. Yeah. And he kind of goes wandering to like learn about humanity and himself and stuff. I was like, oh, that's just like that. That's, that's so- a good pull. Yeah, it yeah. is like that. Yeah. Um. So then it shows on the news that James Olsen is the Guardian. And then Alex and Kara are kind of unwinding themselves. And Kara says that, you know, everything that makes her her is on Earth. It's not in Argo. It's not like she's moved past that part in her life and now she's whole here it's kind of the reiteration of what she said to to monel she's just saying it she's saying it to alex but i like alex like are we going to be okay and Kara's like we're going to be okay it's a hopeful end message you know like we're good every everything's gonna be good it's gonna be okay good it's a good season three we're not sad because season two ended sadly so it's good that it's good that season three ends on an optimistic note Mm mm-hmm Mostly. So then we get Lena in her lab in which she calls Eve Tessmacher and they're ready for phase two of the trials of the Haranel. We'll see where that goes. Kind of reminded me of the end of season one with the Omega Hedron. So yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah. So yeah. hopefully Lena's back for season three or I'm going to get two. <laughs> like I'm going to get two very similar ends to a season. Right. That are basically. Oh, yeah. No, don't, don't want to get paid off. Don't get paid off. Come on, Maxwell Lord. Come on back. So then we get a 48 hours earlier tag. And some of the Harunel mist or whatever, shadow-ish kind of thing, kind of goes up and out of the sanctuary and floats its way on down to Siberia. And it ends up at this mill, or we end up at this military camp, the Mm -hmm. Siberian camp. And then out of the darkness comes Kara wrapped in a blanket. And mm-hmm. she's wearing presumably nothing else under that blanket. I don't know where she got that blanket. Who knows? Um, and we wonder why. Why is there a Kara lookalike or potentially Kara herself made from the Harunel under here? Mm-hmm. There are so many questions, but we'll find out 
next season. Next because, season. Let's wait all because, summer. Indeed. Indeed. We'll wait all summer. Now, that being that being said. Yes. Why do you think? What do you think is going to happen with Kara? Let's do some speculation, perhaps. Okay. All right. So, um, either we are dealing with so the, uh, one of the obvious things is the Harnell. It separated Rain and Sam, right? So that's correct. What if like an evil twin of Supergirl hasn't separated out from her or created out of because of the Harnell? What if there's Biz- that? Bizarro Supergirl? Well, we have seen Bizarro. It wouldn't be the mm-hmm. first time. Yep. Um, so it could be, it could be bizarre coming back. Could also, you know, this is Siberia. It is Russia. It could be something sort of loosely based on Superman Red Sun, where we have, you know, a, a communist Soviet version of, of Superman. It's, it's, it's a story that's, if you're not familiar, it's what if Superman landed 12 hours earlier or later or whatever, um, and landed in Russia instead of the United States. And what would that world look like? Super interesting. Like what if story is actually the first graphic novel I ever bought. Um, and really, I, that yeah, was your first one. It was my first one. First one. And I love, love, love it to this day. Yeah, to, to back you up on that, Superman Red Sun is a super good story. Amazing Everyone story. needs to read it. Mark Wade, Everyone. Right? Mark Wade, yeah. Yeah, so good. Klaus Jansen, I think, is the artist. I think who is the artist on most of the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I've got, I've, yep. I've got it back here on my shelf. I'm trying to read read the spine, but it's too small. But yeah. Well, keep talking. Give me another theory. I have it on my shelf, too, but I'll I'll go and look at it. So, uh, well, those are my those are my main two theories. Either it is either it is the Harnell is is separating her out, which I frankly think is the more likely one because I mean, come on, as we we we're looking at at Lena doing you know phase two of her experiments or whatever. So I I, I think that's that's likely it. Um, but the Red Sun thing does have you know carry some water because it's. Obviously, it's we're, we're talking about Russia, so so the right, the, yeah, that's what I think. Um, now I have well, one. There's a comic reference in here to the the Siberian, the Siberian bit. Yeah. Um, the fr- the first being that in the New Fifty Two, Supergirl issue number one, um. Dave Johnson, by the way, the penciler is Dave Johnson. Ah. Um, the in Supergirl number in Supergirl number one, the in the New Fifty Two launch, she starts in Russia. That's where mm. she she like is supposed to end up in. She's supposed to end up in Kansas, but like shoots through the Earth's core and ends up like on the other side, which is in Siberia. And she like so it. I don't think it has anything to do with that. It's just an interesting parallel to factoid now we've talked about the, the possibility of cyborg superman yes uh, her father being her father being a villain next season because they were vague um the eradicator program was mentioned very briefly yes. now with this do you think we're getting some type of reign of the supergirl story Ooh. instead and so you have um like uh, in Reign of the Superman is a famous story after Doomsday and Superman kill each other in their fight. Then after the death of Superman, there are four different super super uh, super people running around being saying they're Superman, or at least three of them are kind of saying they're Superman, and one of them's very obviously not Superman. Um, arguably, they're all very obviously not Superman. <laughs> but um, I don't know if we're getting necessarily the death of Supergirl, but perhaps that we are getting some kind of super imposter mm-hmm. storyline. I mean, obviously that she's Kara and she's landed in Russia and she looks evil. So like there's perhaps or she gives off that kind of vibe. Um, but do you think that maybe we're going with like an imposter route where she has to now prove that she's the real one in some way? That's cool. I like that. Yeah, because that's like a whole that. uh, that's a whole like city turn or world turns against you kind of thing, and right. you know who do you trust and blah blah blah, all of that stuff going People on. Take sides. Yeah, and I mean, phase two of the Harnell, you don't know what's happening. Maybe Lena right. creates her own Supergirl. Right. 
Yeah, I think they may. I think they may have left that open ended on purpose because they're they want to figure out what exactly they're doing with it. Sure, like sometimes they just don't know. Like who's in the pod? We didn't know. Right. Right. Where Where did Monel go? Well, we all kind of knew he ended up in the future. That wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, but I mean, like, let's not forget here. So, like, there's a there's a showrunner turnover. Yes, there you is. know, and like there's some so there's like some behind the scenes working that I'll be curious, like, what are we looking at for next season? Because we're looking at kind of a new regime behind the scenes in some way. So, um, yeah, so who knows? But I overall, without going too much into it, because we'll do we'll do a, a season in review mm-hmm. uh, in a little bit. But so just overall, did you like the season? Not like the season? I was a little underwhelmed on the whole. Okay. I think that the season had great episodes. Um, but I I'm a magic fan. I like you didn't love the magic. Didn't love the witches. Liked Rain a lot. I think mm-hmm. the first half is a little stronger than the second half. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like once you show the shark, it's not as scary anymore kind of thing. Once yeah. you see Jaws, it's not, you know, once you see the monster in the closet, it loses its thrill. So I'm not sure. And while Rain was so scary and powerful at the beginning of the season, and especially at the mid-season finale, it didn't necessarily feel that way towards the end. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a villain next season that is not necessarily like punchy punchy, but maybe more of a mind game, like show a different kind of show a different kind of villain. That would be cool than we've seen before, because yeah. now we're three seasons in and yeah. they're all have been kind of punchy punchy. They have. Yeah, that's true. Punchy punchy and related to Krypton in some way. Actually, would really like to see one not related to Krypton. That would be cool. I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of predictions, but we have but let's, all summer to talk yeah, about this stuff. Let's save it. So overall, how about the finale? Did you like the finale? I I thought it was interesting if they decided to go with the let's tie up everything in a bow and then adds a tag on the end that's that's like the, the cliffhanger. Instead of having the cliffhanger be part of the story, like the where who's in the pod or whatever, instead it was this you know, this this sort of like, well, we'll tie up all the all the storylines and then have a little tag at the end. So that was that was interesting. I like that. Mm. Me too. I I felt resolved, and so now, like, even though we we wonder what's with the duplicate and stuff like that, I feel like, whew, okay, and I can wait a little while. You know, I don't need to know right away, which I'm not saying is a fault of the. It's not saying it's a fault of Shelly. Sure. Just that I'm I'm okay. I'm okay waiting to find out yes. because it, the show left me satisfied yes. enough that I that I don't need to know exactly what happened next because I can rest on the good feelings that I've had for 20 Yeah, exactly. They, they left me feeling satisfied. They left me wanting more but satisfied with what I got. Exactly. We are not like Alexander Hamilton that way because mm. he will never be satisfied anyway. That's what I'm going to go out on. Frank, where can the people find us? They can find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com, at TV Supergirl on Twitter, SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com if they want to send us emails. You can find us anywhere that podcasts are found. I mean, Spotify, I mean, Apple Podcasts, I mean, Overcast, I mean, Pocket Cast, I mean, anywhere podcasts are found. Leave us ratings and reviews. We really appreciate them, and they help the discoverability of the show immensely, especially over the summer. We could really use those reviews to keep us keep us afloat. So please, please do that. You can check us out at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio if you want to uh, support us with uh, a couple bucks, get some some bonus things. And of course, uh, you can go to thoughtbubbleaudio.com where you'll find uh, not only this show, but Academy Rewind and Beer with Geeks and Hate Watch with us and Tolkien TV Talk and all the great shows that we make over at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. And of course, don't forget to check out StarkExpoLive.com as well as, uh, I'm sorry, StarkExpoLive.eventbrite.com as well as UntitledTechPodcast.com. Cool, cool. All right. Well, Frank, it's been a great season, and we will be back in a few weeks to we talk will. about the whole season in review. So until next time, up, up, and away.